on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 3-2. Fly ball center field. Cattell Marte has a beat on it. Makes the catch. And the 17-game losing streak is over. Tori Lovello can rest easy. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. Well, the Diamondbacks had to win one eventually. They just happened to win one against the Brewers tonight as their losing streak comes to an end at the hands of the Brewers. Milwaukee losing their uh, opener in Arizona by a 5-1 score. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings, an early morning edition. It's Brewers Extra Innings after dark. If you want to join us, you can do so by uh, calling or texting into the Accident Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And, Augie, uh, this has been a narrative over the last few days. I think a lot of Brewers fans and uh, were, were kind of watching the Diamondbacks and hoping that maybe they would have been able to find a way to – accidentally win one maybe against the Dodgers in their last series. They came back uh, yesterday and but uh, ended up losing that game 9-8. It's always an uncomfortable situation, isn't it, when you're playing a team that's on a losing streak as extended as the Diamondbacks was? Oh, it sure is. Anytime you, you play a team like that, you know they're going to break loose to you, especially when you look at the Diamondbacks' offense. They've really got a, a fairly good uh, offensive ball club. And, you know, tonight you, you look at what the Brewers coming into there. 13-2 and two in the last 15 games against the Diamondbacks, playing very well. Swept them just recently back in Milwaukee. And then what you want to do is get off to a good start. They did that. But you have to give credit to the Diamondbacks in that second thing. We're able to put seven straight base runners on base, five straight singles, put three runs on the board. And really, Muriel Kelly was very, very good tonight. Yeah, and the Brewers, from an offensive standpoint, this continues to be kind of the red flag on this team. And let's not... Let's not forget the fact that, yeah, the Brewers have been playing some pretty solid baseball, and they're arguably the hottest team in baseball over the last month or so. But when they do lose games, when they lost the, when they got swept in that series against Cincinnati today against the Diamondbacks, it, when they lose games, what's happening is they're they're just not scoring runs. And the one run on five hits today, not good. They go one for six with runners in scoring position. I know Augie, you give credit to Kelly for going out and doing a nice job, giving up the one run on five hits. But at the same time, it does have to be. It, it is concerning that uh, this team does show. The, uh, the tendency to have tough offensive days uh, maybe a little bit more often than Brewers fans would like. Yeah, they sure did, and tonight they had one of those. You know, you think you look at Colton, the first one hits the ball off the top of the wall, he gets the double, and uh, Garcia comes up and gets the big two-out hit to go up one to nothing. And, you know, you look at the first inning with, with Brett Anderson throwing the ball really well, and then everything kind of broke loose the second inning, the bottom of the second inning uh, with the – with the Diamondbacks able to put five straight singles and a walk, and then you look at it, Marte comes up, or, uh, Marte comes up with the base hit to put him up three to one, and then the Brewers just couldn't get anything going. You look after that second inning, and and Kelly retired fifteen out of the next seventeen hitters he faced. It just wasn't a good night for the Brewer offense. 
Yeah, it wasn't. And, again, give credit to Kelly, but at the same time, this is also a guy who's got a, a plus-5 ERA. You would have liked to have seen the Brewers uh, maybe add on there in the first inning when they had an opportunity and certainly score some more runs beyond the one run that they put up in the fifth. Some uh, late-breaking news, and we will hear uh, the post-game comments of Craig Council coming up in just a while, but it sounds like a bone bruise for uh, Brett Anderson, and he is likely headed to the injured list. They are going to do a follow-up exam coming up uh, prior to the game on Tuesday. But right now, all indications are that he is going to head to the injured list. And uh, that's just... uh that's that's the way things. That's that's the one thing with Anderson that we have seen really through the the latter part of his career. He has a hard time staying healthy, and uh, that has certainly been the case uh, this year. And now it looks like he's going to head back to the injured list. That's also a little bit disappointing because when you look at Anderson and what he had done, and we've talked a lot about him throughout the course of the year, he's coming off his best start of the season. His last time out against Cincinnati. He went seven innings, giving up just one hit with nine strikeouts and one walk. It was it was by far, it wasn't just his best start of the year. It goes into the grouping of one of the best starts from any Brewers pitcher this year. And that's saying something considering the efforts that we have seen from Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. So it's disappointing whether it was the injury or whether it was something else. It's disappointing that Anderson was not able to follow up that spectacular performance his last time out with a uh, good performance uh, this today. And now he is headed to the injured list. Again, if you want to join us, you can uh, do so, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. It's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're going to take you till 1 o'clock in the morning, an early morning edition of Brewers Extra Innings. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. 1-1. Ground ball right side. Pass Vogel back. It's a base hit. One run will score. They'll send around a second runner. The throw to the plate is on time. Got him. Paven Smith is thrown out by Avi Garcia to keep it at just a one-run single for Stephen Vogel. Brewers come up short. They lose in Arizona by a 5-1 score. Welcome back into Brewers X Turnings here on WTMJ. 12-11 in the morning as we do some uh, late-night, early-morning edition. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher uh, Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. the AccuNet Mortgage Talk text line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, Augie, uh, one of our uh, favorite follows on uh, Twitter, Doug Kern, who comes up with just wacky statistical anomalies, has this one for us. The Diamondbacks are the first team to break a losing streak of 13 games or longer by beating the Brewers. However, the 97 Royals, the 96 Tigers, and the 89 Mariners all broke 12-game losing streaks against the Brewers. So do with that what you would like with that information. Uh, it's, it happens. You know, you look at you look at this this Arizona team, and this is a, a, a fairly decent offensive club. We said that earlier, and they were just able to put it together. And Doug come with some statistical things that happen, but I'm sure there's every team. There's a lot of teams where teams go through streaks, and all of a sudden you you 
go up against them and you know you hate to go it sometimes go into a team especially in their home field that's got a good losing streak and you know they're going to break they're going to break loose sooner or later tonight uh they were able to do that getting nine hits nine hits eight of those nine hits were singles there's some guys on this team and um Doug, who texts us all the time, has been wanting us to talk about potential first base targets that the Brewers could go after. And I, I have a really hard, and he gave on Sunday he gave a list of names to to discuss. And I just, I have a hard time speculating on what players would be available and what players the Brewers can should should go after. I think the Brewers are going to add before the trade deadline. I do think that the corner infield spots remain in positions of need, and if David Stearns and Matt Arnold have an opportunity to, to upgrade, but I don't have any inside information. I, I don't know who they're going to target. I, I, don't, I don't know any of those things, and uh, it's going to kind of depend upon uh, what the market looks like. But I'll say this. You look at this Arizona team that is going absolutely nowhere, and they have been, from a financial standpoint, they they laid off a bunch of front office folks last year, and then did not even rehire those positions. So, like the from a financial standpoint, they have they've kind of shut things down even beyond what you do from a from a baseball from an on field standpoint. It has had a major impact on their front office with a lot of people who had jobs not having jobs anymore. Uh and they there's they they've just been very much impacted by the pandemic. And I, I look up and down and you just alluded to it, Augie, there's there's a lot of really good offensive players. And it's not all young guys either. Like sometimes when you think about teams that are really struggling, you're gonna put together a lineup with a, with a bunch of young guys to try to you know kind of develop your future. That's not the case with Arizona. There are there are established veterans in that lineup who are hitting well. They just can't really pitch the ball for the most part, and, and that's why they've lost so many games. But that's they. I would have to think that of all the teams out there, Arizona might have as good of an opportunity to help build their future by trading off some of their assets this year than any any team in baseball. I agree. I, I think when you look at up and down the lineup, they have some guys who offensively are very, very good players, and it's just a matter of where, what direction you want to go, or the need from other teams. And 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 I think the Diamondbacks are are probably a team that's going to be contacted by a lot of ball clubs and looking at some of the players that they do have. Can they fill gaps for other ball clubs? And I'm sure Milwaukee, every club is taking a look. And if they're going to make a trade with Arizona, I would think that what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to to, to get players that they can get in their minor league system, build up their minor league system a little bit for just in the position they are right now. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens between now and the trade deadline. And if there's one club out there that teams are going to be looking at, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks will be right at the top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 5-1, the final score. Really want the, the, the bright spot in this game, without a doubt, is the Major League debut of Jake Cousins, who has a fantastic story to get this far, and that he looked really good out there. We will discuss him, and uh, we'll get Augie's take on just how good he looked and what he was doing to be effective. We'll discuss that coming up in just a moment as Brewers Extra Innings rolls on after this here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Down in Gwinnett, 3-2, swing and a miss. He struck out Stephen Vogt. First big league strikeout for Jake Cousins. Congratulations to him. 
Yeah, really cool to see what Cousins was able to do. Welcome back into Brewers X Journeys here on WTMJ. Want to join us? 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in as well at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers lose in Arizona 5-1 to open up this three-game series. The Diamondbacks 17-game losing streak coming to an end this evening. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. So Cousins, who is a guy that the Brewers signed out of independent ball. He was pitching for the Schomburg Boomers in the Frontier League, which is a league that I worked in. I I got my baseball professional baseball broadcasting career started many, many years ago with the Evansville Otters in Evansville, Indiana, also in the Frontier League. So I'm very familiar with the uh, with the Frontier League. The Schomburg Boomers I don't think existed when, when I was working in the Frontier League. Uh, last year, the Major League teams allowed some of the players who were not uh, active because there was no minor leagues last year to go, uh, to go pitch, and, and he ended up going and uh, pitching in the American Association last year. That's the league that the Milwaukee Milkmen are in, uh, and uh, they but they found him. They found him in independent ball. He had put up really good numbers this year. First off, at Double A Biloxi, he appeared in eight games, had an ERA at three, nine innings, had given up three runs. They got him up to Triple A Nashville, where he appeared in eight games, had a two point oh eight ERA. And Augie, again, it's small sample size, one appearance. There's going to get film out uh, there on him, and, and teams are going to adjust. But for a first night, Cousins looked really good. He, go, he gets six outs, five of them on strikeouts. Yeah, it is a great story. You know? And, Matt, your relationship with going to the Frontier League and seeing young men come up and wanting that opportunity. And when you hear stories like this, there's are great stories that, that happen. And, you know, Cousins really did a nice job today, and I, I – one thing that was impressive was his command, and the one thing you really look, you look at it when a young man comes out and gets his first opportunity, especially having a great story that Jay Cousins has, you look at their composure on the mountain. He looked relaxed. He looked like he understood what he needed to do, and he really was in sync with Navarre's right from the beginning. You look at what he what he did. It, all, his, all the strikeouts were on sliders in great locations. Not only did he throw a slider in on lefties and away from right-handers and a good crisp on the outside, corner but he also threw him down in the zone and when he needed a good pitch he needed a ground ball he got a force out on a good sinking fastball good movement on the ball great velocity between 94 97 but he really located the ball even when he needed to go up in his zone. the location was crisp so uh, you go you take a guy who's been through what he's been you think he'd be a little bit overly excited come out and maybe overthrow a little bit he wasn't he was calm he was relaxed and he really worked hard on locating the ball and making his pitches. And I thought he did an outstanding job. What's going through his mind when he's running out onto the field for the first time, about to appear in his first ever major league game? I think when you run out that first time, the butterflies are there. There's no question getting out there. But I think that what you've gone through, what he's gone through, 
by pitching in the in a frontier league and then getting the opportunity with the Brewers. I think going from double A triple A is huge. And uh, you go to trip double A and you do a good job. You get to take that one step from the big leagues by going to triple A and then getting called up and getting an opportunity. I think it kind of relaxes you a little bit. So coming there, it's it, I'm sure all the way in coming out of the bullpen. He was talking about locate, stay in, stay stay ahead of hitters, locate your pitches, don't overthrow. All these things are going through your mind. But I tell you, once you get that first hitter, you get through it. You get that first strikeout. It becomes pretty special for him. He really settled down and threw a very very good. Two innings. No, I love independent baseball. I think it holds a really important part in kind of the the baseball mechanism and just the way it works. And you know this as well as anybody. Sometimes, even if you perform at a high level in the low minor leagues, if you're not considered a prospect, if there's not some money that's been invested in you, and all of a sudden you're going into an off season and they need your roster spot and they don't see you as anything more than an organizational guy, you're going to lose your job. And sometimes you lose your job not because of production, but just because of how you are viewed by an organization. And a lot of those guys end up going to independent ball and they get to continue to to play. And there's there's always eyes on you. It doesn't matter where you're at. There's always eyes on you. And the Brewers are as good as you know. Justin Topa is another guy who made his uh, made his Brewers debut last year. He was uh, grabbed out of an indie ball. There's always eyes on you, and going that route gives you an opportunity to kind of give yourself a second chance if you're able to develop yourself. Yeah, you know, one of the really neat things in, in, that I had the opportunity to do in, in, is talk with Doug Melvin. And I used to I always ask him about, what do you look at? What, what is the, the key at looking at a player from the minor leagues and getting them up to big leagues? And we see a lot of times you get guys who sit in the minor leagues for a longer period of time then finally get their chance having that patience. And he said it's one of the hardest things is to find out the heart of a heart of someone who's got that who throws the ball well, has all the the abilities to throw the ball, but can't quite find it. And you you take a, a, a young man like Jay Cousins who went to the minor leagues, it might have took him a little bit longer. Might be going to the frontier league where he could relax, he knows he could throw the ball well, he knows he could be successful, and then all of a sudden it clicks. It clicks that you know what? It's not about all the fancy things of throw overthrowing or making great pitches and all that stuff. It's about being who you are, being able to understand who you are, to locate the ball, to understand that if you go and execute your pitches, you can be successful. And then when you see him make those steps like he did in Double A this year and then in Triple A and now tonight, it culminates in a dream come true and a, a very special story. I mentioned I worked in Evansville in that league, the Evansville Otters. Augie, they play in a ballpark in Evansville. It's Bossy Field, and it's been around forever. Uh, it's one of the oldest ballparks that's still uh, in existence today. I think only Wrigley and Fenway are older. And when they filmed the movie A League of Their Own, they filmed a lot of it at Bossy Field. And I don't know if this is true now. I assume it still is, but when I was there... 12, 13, 14 years ago, however long it's been, they had left a bunch of the stuff up from the movie A League of Their Own. So like the the painting of, you know, the Uncle Sam Wants You and, and things like that, it was all up. So when you went to a game there, you felt like you were walking onto the movie set of A League of Their Own. That's really special, isn't it? 
you get to the old fields and they have so much character. You go in the go in and, and then you look out on the field and you see these guys playing and you know, they have the heart. They have that opportunity, that dream to possibly get that to get to get a chance to not only go back to play professional ball, but uh, on a level for a major league team, but to get the opportunity to possibly make it to the big leagues. And then when you see a guy like Jake Cousins pitching a, a situation like that and get the opportunity to get to the big leagues, it's just it's just very neat. It, Baseball is is a different style of ball game down there because you have so many guys that really guys who have been in the big leagues for a while or have had the opportunity just didn't quite make it that still want to give it that one last chance and they're very capable of playing some very good baseball and uh, the stories that come out of the come out of those leagues with the people like the Jay Cousins uh, they're they're the ones that make baseball real and they're the ones that say hey never give up always take it to the end if you got a dream. Try to chase it, and if you make it, it becomes a great story. Yeah, it is. I I wasn't expecting to do a, a show about independent baseball today, but I'm, I'm a big fan of it. My second year, I was working for a team in a league that doesn't even exist anymore, and we actually got followed. Uh, we were part of a reality show that's out there. It's actually on Amazon. If anybody, it's called Playing for Peanuts, and it's a it's a show. It's a it's a reality show about independent minor league baseball. And uh, Wally Backman Augie was our manager that year, and he was so much fun to work with. So uh, I just have a really special place in my heart for independent baseball. It really is, and you know, you get the former major leaguers and the guys that have go, that go down and they play in that league, and they give the they give a they give it a, a certain kind of character, and it's. Really Really fun to see, and like we have the milkman close by. Those yeah. are players that want that opportunity, and your experiences have to be awesome. You think about some of the guys who had the opportunity to go and play professional baseball. Even if you don't make the big leagues, you sign with a professional team, you get that opportunity, and if you get as high as double or AAA, that is an outstanding accomplishment. 5-1, Brewers lose in Arizona today. Again, if you want to join the program, you can do so. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. And I have to eat a lot of innings. 3-2 pitch. Struck him out swinging. Fastball blew it by him. The second time in this game, Rojas strikes out. That's the second out of the inning, and as Drupal Cabrera will be the hitter. 5-1 Brewers lose in Arizona as the long Arizona losing streak comes to an end. Matt Pauley and Jerry Augustine continuing to uh, take you through the program. Augie, like... I'm not upset about the Brewers losing this game when, you know, just based off the fact that Arizona was on a losing streak. Anytime a losing streak grows like that, that we've talked about, at some point it is going to come to an end. The thing you want to be worried about, you see this sometimes where teams go on a long losing streak and they get that first win and all of a sudden some wind kind of gets into their sails and they go on a little bit of a run after that. That's the challenge now for the Brewers. They've got Freddie Peralta going in Game 2 coming up on uh, Tuesday night. You, you don't want Arizona to find some confidence. You kind of want to knock them back down into the ground after they were able to come up with that win. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, you're going through this big 16 game uh, games in a row that we had. Then we have the off day, and we finish up with 17. You want to win series. You've got an opportunity to play teams that are struggling. You want to take advantage of that and win the series. Yes, you like to win every ball game. That's not always going to happen. But still, the main thing, and then what you try to do all year long, is every time you go on the road or every time you play a series, is to win that series. And tomorrow night becomes a big game, and you have Freddie Peralta, who's been throwing the ball excellent. It's going to be important that they go out, get off to a good start. Freddie takes over, pitches a good ball game, and give them the opportunity to get back in this series and, and win this series, and that's the most important thing. Brewers lose by a 5-1 score in Arizona. The postgame comments of manager Craig Council coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Richards has his side from Narvaez. Runners go. The pitch struck him out. Yes. Changeup that should have been called for strike three. Instead, they got it on the swinging strike of Asdrubal Cabrera. 5-1. Brewers lose in Arizona in the opener of a three-game series. Uh, Brewers will be back at home coming up this weekend, starting with reopening day on Friday. A reminder, that's going to be a 3-10 first pitch. If you've got like a, a printout schedule or something, uh, it might say 7-10. They changed the start time on Friday, which they didn't know it at the time, but it works out perfectly because the Bucks they play a game on Friday night. So we're going to have a, a really solid uh, Brewers-Bucks doubleheader here on WTMJ coming up on Friday. Either way. Uh, manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago opened up his postgame thoughts, giving an update on the status of pitcher Brett Anderson. Yeah, he's got a knee contusion. Um, kind of when he hit first base, just kind of jarred his knee a little bit. Um, it, it's likely IL is what I'd say. Craig, considering how early he went out in the game, how pleased with, were you with the performance of the bullpen, being able to cover the rest of the way and really not give much up? Yeah, the bullpen did great. I mean, six and six and two thirds, uh, two runs. Um, Jake Cousins had you know great debut. I was really proud of him. Happy for him. Um, you know, Richards did a heck of a job, kind of limiting the damage. And it's three one at that point. We we still were. He went out and put up another zero. And uh, you know, it's, the game was under control. Really, um, ultimately, we just we didn't have a good offensive night. So. You know, we, we gave ourselves a shot, um, you know, after you know, losing a starter in the second inning with, with some traffic on the bases. So they, they, they did their jobs and, um, obviously we're going to be, we're going to be tight tomorrow and, you know, we're likely to make some moves here, but, um, you know, like the guys that pitched it well. Greg, Greg you talked about, sorry, you talked about the slider with, um, with Jake Cousins. I mean, what, what did that pitch show you tonight and just the swing and mess he was able to get? Yeah, I mean, well, he's got a good slider. I think that's clear, and it's it's paired with the plus plus velocity. So um, it's a good combination. And uh, you know, when he was, I guess the other thing was that just he's able to stay in the strike zone with his stuff, and that that's always a big sign for you know a pitcher coming in is can you get outs in the strike zone? And I, I thought he got its outs in the strike zone. I thought he got some chase with it. So. Um, all, those are both very positive signs. Um, and like I said, it was very, very good to be, debut. Craig, was there anything behind uh, physically behind Yelich's exit from the game? No, no, just double switch. 
Does part of that just get him off his feet? He he's played a lot for you since coming back. Yeah, I mean, th- this was a little bit. Um, you know, I, we were down. We were only down four at that point, but um, just with the weekend in Colorado, you know, he had one at bat left essentially in the game, so it, it was just um, get him a couple innings, get him some innings off his feet. He had, he had a tough day yesterday, a long day yesterday with that ninth inning stuff. So just get him off his feet. Craig, we we talked about it. That team has been down lately, but the way they played defense tonight and uh, the way Kelly pitched, just is it one of those nights where there is some kind of tip your cap to a good performance to the other side? Yeah, I mean we didn't. I mean we didn't play net well enough to win. Um, that that's for sure. So um, their their guy pitched a nice game. They they made some very nice defensive plays. Um, you know that that's how you win games. Craig, how did you feel the um, the umpires handled the first night of checking the pitchers and everything? Not not too much disruption of game flow or anything like that. Yeah, I I, I really didn't even notice it. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't I looked at it once, and you know, it was, I think I, all everybody had their kind of eye on it the first time it happened, and fairly uninteresting after that. Craig, Craig, beyond if you have to make moves tomorrow just to sort of fill in to get through these couple of days. How do you feel like you are with starting pitching depth at this point with Josh working things out in Nashville and uh, now maybe Brett missing some time? Do you, do you feel like there's sufficient depth there? Yeah, well, we're go- we've been going with six starters, so that that's always an option as well. We have an off day coming up, so um, that there's you know that that's part of the reason. If, you know, if we ever have to go to five, I think that's that's a th- thing we can do. If we otherwise we're We'll count on somebody from Nashville, but that's at this point that's you know a ways away. So um, it, with, with the off day and everything, so no, we got plenty of time to think about that and consider that. Yeah, that's kind of the key thing right there that they've gone to. They've gone to the six day rotation, which I think it's really important to call it that. It's not a six man rotation; it's a six day rotation. So when you don't have off days, it's six men. But when you do have off days, it's it's five guys in the rotation. So it's a it's a six day rotation that they are in. So the fact that they have this off day coming up on Thursday, that can serve as that sixth day, and they're not going to have to make a decision if Brett Anderson's going to be out for some time. They're not going to have to make a decision on how they keep that six day rotation in place for a little while. There are some guys. Um, our, our guy Doug, the texter, mentioning uh, mentioning Aaron Ashby getting called up as a starter. Like, uh, it's, they they have moved him to the bullpen in Nashville with the idea that he's going to make his major league debut as as a bullpen guy. He's not starting right now in Nashville, so unless they wanted to put him back into the rotation, like that's just. But it's the same way that they did with uh, when Corbin Burns came up, and I, I think it was that way with Brandon Woodruff, right? Didn't he come up as a reliever, if I remember correctly? I think he did. I think I've got that right. Uh, it's it's what they do with these with these pitchers that are young guys. You you bring them up first as relievers and let them get their feet wet at the big league level, and they're they're not going to adjust their plan on that simply because they happen to be dealing with an injury. That's you you have your plan, you have organizational philosophies, and you stick with them. That's how you're successful. You have philosophies and you stick with them. There's your there's a life lesson. It does. It's not just baseball. Have what you believe in and stick with it. 
And if you're right, you're right, and you move forward, and you're better for it. Brewers end up losing to Arizona by a 5-1 score. How does it all go down? We'll tell you what the highlights. That's next here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Brewers come up short. They lose to the Diamondbacks by a 5-1 score. Pitching matchup, Brett Anderson on the mound for the crew. Merrill Kelly getting the start for the Diamondbacks. Great start for the Brewers. It all gets going with Colton Wong. 1-2 pitch is a swing and a shot to deep right field. Back on it, and it's off the top of the fence. Reddick will play it on a hop, but Colton Wong crushes a ball for a double. With one out, Christian Yelich grounds out. That moves Wong to third, and it brings up Avisayo Garcia. Swing and a line drive, base hit back up the middle, and the Brewers have the lead. It's 1-0. Got out in front of a breaking ball and hit it right back where it came from. Garcia with RBI number 41, and the crew jumps out in front. That was looking good. Omar Narvaez then walks. Runners on at first and second, but Willie Adamas strikes out looking, and it ends things in the first. The Diamondbacks, they would get that run and more back in the bottom of the second inning. Christian Walker leads the inning off with a base hit, then Josh Reddick singles. Runners on at first and third for Paven Smith. Ground ball through the left side, base hit. Three straight hits for Arizona to open up this second inning, and the game is tied 1-1. Still a lot more to come in this inning. Nick Ahmed then gets a base hit. That puts Reddick at third, Smith at second, so the bases are loaded for former Brewer Stephen Vogt. 1-1. Ground ball right side, pass Vogelback. It's a base hit, one run will score. They'll send around a second runner. The throw to the plate is on time. Got him. Paven Smith is thrown out by Avi Garcia to keep it at just a one-run single for Stephen Vogt. It was a really dumb decision to send the runner in that situation, but ends up not really having much of an impact on the game. Brett Anderson had got him banged up when he was at the plate earlier in the game. He had a bone bruise on his knee. That's what we learned later, and it was getting worse and worse and kind of locking up. And at that point, the training staff came out to take a look at him. He was done. Trevor Richards then comes into the game. Uh, first battery faces his uh, counterpart in Merrill Kelly. Kelly ends up walking, and then Cattell Marte at the plate. First pitch to him. Line drive, base hit right field. He continues his hot hitting. One run is in, and they will hold the trail runner, Stephen Vogt. It's a 3-1 to one lead now for Arizona. Cattell Marte picks up another RBI, his 21st of the season. Bases stay loaded, but then Richards gets Josh Rojas to strike out. That brings up Esdrubal Cabrera. Richards has his sign from Narvaez. Runners go. The pitch struck him out. Yes. Changeup that should have been called for strike three. Instead, they got it on the swinging strike of Esdrubal Cabrera. Richards does a nice job. He would be replaced in the fourth inning by Hobie Milner. Milner walks Stephen Vogt, who then gets sacrificed up to second. Cattell Marte then has a base hit, and it brings up Josh Rojas. Here's a liner past the glove of Urias and into left field. It obviously scores Vogt. Marte is headed to third, and checking into second is Josh Rojas. 
Diamondbacks get one more run in the inning on as Dribble Cabrera RBI ground out, and that makes it a 5-1 game in favor of the Diamondbacks. All the while, uh, Merrill Kelly was putting together a pretty solid game. Jake Cousins replaces Hobie Milner in the sixth, so Milner does a nice job of pitching. Cousins making his major league debut. First battery faces off against Stephen Vogt. Down in Gwinnett, 3-2, swing and a miss. He struck out Stephen Vogt. First big league strikeout for Jake Cousins. Congratulations to him. He wouldn't sit on one for very long. Next hitter, Merrill Kelly. 1-2 pitch. Check swing. He went around at strike three. Back-to-back strikeouts for Cousins. And uh, in the seventh inning, it was more of the same. He struck out Christian Walker, Josh Reddick, and Paven Smith, striking out the side. So Cousins, in his Major League debut, gets six outs. Five of them are on the strikeout. Hunter Strickland puts up a zero in the eighth inning, but the Brewers just can never get anything going from an offensive standpoint, and they end up losing the game by a 5-1 score. With uh, the loss, the Brewers, they drop to 40-33 and with the win. The Diamondbacks go to 21-53, and winning totals for Arizona. Five runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave nine for the Brewers. One run, five hits, no errors. They leave five. Winning pitcher Kelly, he's 3-7. and seven. Anderson takes the loss. He drops to a 2-5. and five. No home runs hit in the game, which lasts two hours and 55 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 9,804 folks at Chase Field. Brewers come up short. They lose to uh, Arizona by a 5-1 score. We'll come back. We'll get you scores from around the NL Central. How did the Cubs do? Do the Brewers stay in first place, or do they fall back? We'll tell you uh, what went down across the division, and we'll get you set for game two of this three-game set. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Just a few minutes left in the program. Brewers come up short in Arizona. They lose by a 5-1 score. Thanks for being tuned in with us as we approach 1 o'clock in the morning. We're going to be doing this uh, probably tomorrow as well if the game has about the same uh, length. Let's go around the National League Central. The Indians help out the Brewers because uh, Cleveland blanks Chicago. 4 nothing was the final score. Adbert Alzale got the start for the Cubs. He went four and two-thirds innings, allowing three runs on three hits, five strikeouts, one walk. And uh, the Cubs keep the same record as the Brewers at 40-33. and 33. And a marathon game in Minnesota. The Reds end up losing to the Twins by a 7-5 score. It goes 12 innings. Greg Hill. How long did this game go? Five hours and 14 minutes. And how do you feel about that? That's a long game. You were just complaining to me during the break about like how you can't even comprehend a game going five-plus hours. At least that game didn't have a first-pitch start of 8.40 Central Time. That is true. That is true. You know, and... We don't see as many of these marathon games anymore because there's now the runner on its second rule. Like back before that rule existed, you get the occasional 
15, 16, 17 inning game. Now even a game going 12 innings like the Reds and Twins did. You don't see that very often. They each scored two runs in the 10th inning, and then Minnesota was able to get two runs in the 12th after uh, neither team scored a run in the 11th. So as we do take a look at the standings right now in the National League Central, it's the Brewers and the Cubs tied with a record of 40-33. and 33. The Cardinals have uh, jumped back over the Reds. Cardinals idle today, yesterday, you know what I mean. Cardinals three and a half games back. They're a 500 club at 36 and 36. The Reds at 35 and 36 are four games back. And you got the Pirates, who are now 20 games below 500 at 25 and 45. They are sitting 13, 13 and a half games back. But amazingly, that's not even the biggest deficit. That's not even one of the biggest deficits. Uh, in the American League East, the Orioles trail the Red Sox by 20 games. In the American League West, the Rangers trail the Astros by 18 games. And in the National League West, the Diamondbacks uh, trail the Giants by 26 games. So the Pirates' 13.5-game deficit is only the fourth largest deficit for a last place team in Major League Baseball in a division this year, which is, uh, I don't know what that says about baseball. It says there's some pretty bad teams out there this year. Uh, Around the Brewers minor league system, all the affiliates off on Monday. They all get back at it on Tuesday, including uh, Nashville at home against Charlotte, Double A Biloxi. They are going to be at home against Montgomery. High A Wisconsin. They're going to be at home in Appleton as they match up against Peoria. And then uh, Low A Carolina. They're going to go on the road as they take on Down East. Game two between the Brewers and the Diamondbacks coming up on Tuesday. The pitching matchup. Freddie Peralta will go for the crew. The right-hander is 6-2 with a 2.28 ERA. Zach Gallen will get the start for the D-backs. The right-hander is 1-2 with a 3.99 ERA. Once again, another 8.40 first pitch. That means our coverage is going to begin at 8.05. And then uh, myself and Jerry Augustine will be back with you uh, following the game for another late-night edition of Brewers X Trainings. Once again, Brewers fall to Arizona by a 5-1 score. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on WTMJ.